Hello, hello everyone. I'm Fernanda and this is Hanging on Sunset. I am so fucking happy to be back. Feels like a lifetime, but we're really excited to finally introduce you guys to the second season of Hanging on Sunset. Is it your favorite podcast yet? If not, it will be now. Me and Vincent have been working even harder to make good and fun content for you. We hope you love it. We're coming back with a whole new format and lots of fun video content for your Instagram. If you don't follow us yet, don't miss out on anything. Make sure to follow us at Hanging on Sunset. And if you want to reach out or send us your music, suggestions, if you want to be on a show, just email us on Hanging on Sunset at gmail.com we would love to hear from you we have very exciting news among all the new stuff we're about to share we are having our very first event at the resident in downtown la november 9th save the date we have analog party yard of blondes lone kodiak and me Hosting the night and other surprises. Go get tickets and I hope to see you there for a night of rock and roll. And thank you so much to Anaman from Analog Party for organizing this event. But right now, I want to introduce you guys to our second season first guest, the guitarist Brinley Yamcon. Brinley is endorsed by Gibson and has been honoring our golden gods, showing a new generation how to rock and roll. Besides being an incredible musician, she also has great style and the attitude. As Brinley says herself on her reels, let's talk about it. You know it already started, Brindley, right? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Get fucked! All right. <laughs> so welcome today on Hanging Out Sunset Podcast. I'm Vincent, and I'm here with uh, my beautiful co-host today, Fernanda. <laughs> Hi! Thanks for the beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And we're here today with a fantastic artist, guitar player. Wow! Yes, Brindley from Hollywood. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Yo! Yo! Good <laughs> no. to be here. Thank you for having me, first of all. Seriously. Thank you for coming for over here. We're very excited to have you. And we're gonna get this started with our main question. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I think. You know the question. I know right? the question. Yeah, she knows fine. it. She knows what's coming. She knows what's coming. <laughs> so, Brinley, what, what do you do to save rock and roll? Well, well, guys. Um. <laughs> So, I mean, I the first thing, at least in my opinion, rock definitely isn't dead. It's not mainstream. That's just more of a thing. But I think with the pop punk revival going on, I feel that we're moving more towards rock becoming a little bit more prominent in the, the charts and stuff. Um, so that's nice. <laughs> but what have I been doing? Um, I guess with... 
with my reels, you know, I make rock videos, of course, while I'm playing rock music. And Instagram takes those videos and they put them in, in front of different people. You don't know who it's going to end up in front of. Um, so, you know, it might reach someone that's never heard the song or they recently rediscovered it. And I'll even get some comments sometimes being like, oh, my God, I forgot about this song or I'm going to add this to my playlist. And those are some of my favorite comments, just introducing people or reintroducing people to such great um, so you, iconic you're passing music. the history of rock through your, yeah through your Instagram yeah to people like without even having to do much you know you post the video and Instagram just takes it does whatever and then with my former band and my new band well or and other previous bands <laughs> I think just the act of being a rock and roll band that's you know active is contributing to saving rock and roll in a way i don't think there's too much to it i mean because if we overthink saving rock and roll then we're kind of thinking about like shoving it down people's throats and that never goes well um but i think yeah just saving rock and roll is kind of a essence of being and just doing it without not doing it it's a part of who you are you don't really it's kind of subconscious i'd say and there's something interesting that you said it's it's not dead it's just it's not mainstream anymore mm -hmm. and i'm always wondering if he should be mainstream you know <laughs> because rock and roll <laughs> is rebel yeah is protesting 100 that's the essence of it so should it be mainstream i mean back in the 90s when i was a teenager <laughs> <laughs> young very yeah. young teenager <laughs> uh, rock and roll for a second was mainstream yeah like nirvana 100 amazing Oh. Well, that's how I discovered rock and roll because yeah. it was super mainstream. Yeah. like growing up with MTV and stuff. Yeah, so you're telling me about that. But so I think cool. it, this killed Kurt Cobain ultimately. Yeah, being mainstream because he was a punk king. Hundred percent. And he didn't want that. I I recently actually came across something on Instagram where there's a video of Kurt saying, you know, I understand when a, a 17 year old says I'm a sellout. Because yeah. you know, I for their from their perspective, I'm playing rock in big stadiums and stuff. Right. So, but also he will grow up ultimately and understand that there are other stuff in life than being just uh, like very hardcore about yeah <laughs> rock and roll ethic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just carried away, and I, I want to start knowing you, Brindley. Yes. Asking you first where you're originally from. Um. Well, <laughs> I was born in Ohio. Ohio? Yeah. <laughs> and then raised in South Florida. And so. You, and you laugh about that. I, I do. I, I really. You, you took two of some of the, the worst places <laughs> and then you put them together. And um, here I am. I mean, the great. <laughs> you know, the great thing about Ohio, people are very nice there. So I think being born there and spending my early you know childhood there um i developed those you know just mannerisms being kind holding the door open for people you know please thank you all that good stuff and then florida it's like how do you feel about cussing on this can oh, i do it? okay cool, oh, cool, cool okay okay all right it's a fucking rock okay <laughs> beautiful uh well everyone in florida's like fuck everyone it's every man from themselves pretty much and you know you always have to be aware of your surroundings around there because people are going to come out and know where they're going to 
there's a lot of stories about Florida I could get into, but <laughs> um, but I think I, I ended up with a good mix when moving to LA of you know being personable, but also being very alert and kind of having the street smarts that I need while you know being uh, kind and personable. So. So before you moved to LA, before, before we get into that, um, yeah. how did you start getting into rock and roll? What's your your history with rock and roll? Yeah, um, so funny enough, uh, in Disney in Florida, there's a an Aerosmith roller coaster. Oh, I heard of that. It's really sick. And all they play... Oh, there's the same in, in Paris. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It looks so cool. Uh, have you been on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Okay. Been there, yeah. You, okay, all right. We, we got to get yeah, into that. I was <laughs> to be on the Aerosmith. Yes. Helicopter. Yeah. Hell yeah, with the limousine. So fun. Um, but yeah, you know, they play only Aerosmith in the queue, like, the entire time. And me being 10, <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? This is really cool. And there's one part where you go in the studio, and it's like holograms or whatever or a screen of Aerosmith in the studio and I think Joe Perry's like said to somebody can you grab my black Les Paul and I thought it was a jacket <laughs> when I was like 10 <laughs> when I was 10 and then um after that I kind of started listening to Aerosmith and that went into the Beatles and then um there was one car ride I remember with my dad where uh, Cashmere by Led Zeppelin was on the radio He's like, name every instrument in this song. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but then, yeah, I got introduced to Led Zeppelin, and it kind of sparked in, like, Guns N' Roses. And Black Sabbath came a little bit later. But um, it all shockingly stemmed from that ride. <laughs> <laughs> so it, please, you know, keep that open, Disney, oh, for the future yeah. generations. I mean, it's a kid's theme park, you know. So that's the secret. Take your kids oh till the Aerosmith ride. Yeah, I mean, apparently so. And Joe, I mean, Joe Perry is still the reason that, like, that I really got into this. Because um, after I started taking guitar lessons, like a month after, I saw Aerosmith and Slash on the Let Rock Roll tour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy fuck, like, Joe Perry, like, he's just so cool. Have you ever met him? No. Okay, I had meet and greets, and then he got sick. Oh, and no. canceled. No reschedule, just canceled. See, if I Joe am. Perry, if he's listened to that, we definitely have to make this yeah, happen. Yeah, Joe Perry, Joe Perry, I, I owe you a lot. <laughs> We'll make this happen. happen. It's gonna happen. Maybe we should invite him next on the podcast. Yeah, (laughs) let's in Joe Perry. And she will come back, and I will come back here any day, any day. I I hundred percent will. That that just and he had this sparkle gold jacket on, and he was just so cool. And but you know, I had myself one of my uh, revelations in music was Aerosmith too. Yeah, uh, I remember the first time I heard them. I think it was on MTV in the nineties. They were playing "Crying." Oh yeah, classic. I loved it, and then they released the big one. Yes. Yeah. And I uh, asked my mom to buy it, and that was my first introduction to the whole. No way. um, You know more songs of them. Yeah. And I was just like in owl with uh, Judy looks like a lady. <laughs> Jenny's got a gun, songs like that. So good. Dream on, all their yep. careers, you know, big songs. And uh, 
I think I know all of these songs by heart still. So it was one of my first big crush in music. But I usually don't say that because in France, I don't know why people sing Aerosmith are lame or something. No, <laughs> no, you're why kidding. No. no, wake up, They're everybody. Wrong. Come on. <laughs> Get on the ride. Yeah. Get in the road. Get back on the ride. Get back oh. on it. <laughs> Go back to the roots. I hope they still have it in Paris at the Disneyland. Yeah. That'd be crazy. That was amazing when I was a kid and I went there, same experience yep. as you did. Yeah. I think I was already a fan, so it was like a big deal. Even better. Yeah. yeah. You didn't think a Les Paul was a jacket, probably at that. And it's, you know, Aerosmith is rock and roll and it also very melodic. Yeah. And that's what I love 100%. about them. Yeah. They have these uh, catchy songs and those big riffs at yeah. the same time and they're still rocking oh today, yeah they, yeah to I'd this day love to see their their vegas residency if it i don't know if it's resuming i think it there's a couple more i know i never I seen aerosmith live i actually oh, would love it's one of the bands yeah. that i've never seen i would love to go see aerosmith so cool i i i've only seen them that one time when i first saw them and then i saw steven tyler and then i saw i went to joe perry's release party at the roxy um, nice. And that was insane because they brought Johnny Depp out, and oh, I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh my god! Have I ever tell you my Have I ever tell you my story with uh, with Steven Tyler? I don't think I ever no. said that on. Wait, on I don't think I ever said that on a podcast. Actually, Strap in, since we're, tra- we're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Aerosmith. Ahead, so a couple of years ago, I would say like four or five years ago, maybe I was hiking in Malibu, <laughs> this place that I always go um, in Zuma Beach. And I was just with a friend and going up the hill and out of nowhere I got all scared because this car pulled over right next to me. It was like a convertible. And then literally I I was like, oh, maybe it's like a tourist, you know, like it's a tourist place. They're going to ask me for directions or something. So I look at the car and I was like in shock because it was fucking steven tyler oh my, oh my and he, god and he was like staring at me with all those carves and the rings oh and then he was looking at me and i i was like speechless <laughs> and then he was like hey where is the best spot to watch the sunset here that's what <laughs> steven <laughs> are you kidding no and now I, I i literally i was I couldn't even talk. I was like staring at him. I looked like an idiot, but I was just not expecting that. And my friend, she realized that I was like, yeah, she jumped in because I, I think that's what I respond. I was like, you know, I think usually I watch it from over there and pointed because yeah. I couldn't talk. <laughs> so lame. And then my friend jumped in and then she started like talking to him <laughs> and then he turned around and he, he waved to me oh and my then God. and I was like, that was weird why did he ask me that i'm sure he knows where to go he lives here and then my friend when he was turning around my friend she couldn't help herself and she was like by the way we love your music (laughs) classic someone had to say i know someone Someone had to say say something but now i regret it so bad because i sorry i'm like talking too loud i just got excited sorry (laughs) yeah so how long ago was that i was like i would say four or five years wow that's amazing Wow. But that was so random. That's a right? once in a lifetime. Yeah, Steam Tyler pulls up to you in his fucking convertible. How magical is that? Like, <laughs> in Malibu? Yeah, what? So yeah, I'm sorry. That sounds. My weird. random encounter in Hollywood was with Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's less. Uh, uh, <laughs> <in Hollywood. laughs> 
Good yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, that was that was that was definitely magical. And I, so I regret funny. that I, I was too like I couldn't say much. <laughs> you should have said, I'm gonna take you to that sunset. Yeah, spot. we should all go together. Let oh me, my me. god. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you get into the car? Take, yeah, it's actually complicated. Yeah, Let say, me show you. Yeah. Can you take me with you? That's so I'll funny. show you, I'll lead the way. Oh my gosh. What is your favorite song from Hair of Mist? Oh, mother. Um I you can't say it's several. No, okay. I'd say one of, at the for the past year, I don't know, like Sick as a Dog has been one of my favorite songs, especially that breakdown section and then just the basses. Tom Hamilton, oh god, he's so good. <laughs> he's he's got it, the groove I love going your on. Passion. He's amazing, Mr. Sweet Emotion, you know? <laughs> he's the best. That song and then um I don't know. One Way Street from the first record has always been one of my favorite. I really love the first record. People don't give that enough credit. It's so bluesy and just, you know, raw Aerosmith. But how about you? What's your favorite song? I would say I have a sweet spot, as you can yeah. see, right? For uh, probably crazy. Yeah, well. classic. And the music video. I was a teenager when yeah. came out, so I was like, a little in love with uh, I mean their videos yeah yeah, yeah. Like, oh Tyler, yeah was, uh, oh my god her videos featured. were so cool yeah so cool so yeah and um, I don't know it was on that first you know big ones best of yeah and I I love that but I never saw them live so we need to go yeah. to Vegas yeah definitely we, need to we do should that. we should I'll be so happy let's to do go. Uh, yeah. hanging out on Sunset um, yeah oh my god yeah, let's, we let's should start go. organizing 100% that'd be great <laughs> for sure that'd be so great we can even maybe do like a little contest like for tickets you know we should oh, do like yeah. a little give it away and let's do it that'd be reverse. fun we're gonna ask fans to take us <laughs> 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 Who wants to take us to Yeah, Vegas? anybody, anybody, Is please. Is there any fans with a private jet that can fly us to Vegas oh, this weekend convenient. to check, uh, uh, check out Aerosmith? Do a review on Aerosmith like anybody asked us to do that. <laughs> so funny. And besides Aerosmith, I feel like you're a big Led Zeppelin yeah. fan too, right? <laughs> Yes, it's it's, yeah. one, it's one of my favorites. So I and I see the whole passion definitely in your videos, and I think it's amazing. Oh, thank you. If you can talk about a little bit about it to us, yeah, Led Zeppelin. <sighs> Fuck, where do I start with them? So it started with Cashmere. It it did start with Cashmere. Yeah, it did. But the first song, I mean, I don't, I can't even pinpoint a first song that is like holy shit because they're all absolutely incredible, but. Um, Led Zeppelin, like Aerosmith, there are certain moments where I remember just com being completely infatuated by the band. But Zeppelin, I I don't remember a time without it. I was just kind of like there, <laughs> fully for Zeppelin. But there's something about Jimmy Page live, their live performances where they were such a tight band. Like they understood each other as musicians on another level. The fact, you know, they could, they would just go on and doing improv for 30, 45 minutes and everyone would, you know, either be all over it or like just be in silence, you know, admiring the, the fucking majesty that was going on in front of them. And I think the groove 
Led Zeppelin carried is was you know the musicianship of everyone. Every single band. one. Every it's single person in that incredible. band. Incredible. Yeah. Nobody there there's no way to be like, oh, rank them best to worst music you can't. Yeah. You literally cannot. Everyone was so strong and um that's such a something that you know when I'm putting when I was putting together this new band, I really was going for I want everyone to be extremely strong. I don't want there to be someone's not pulling their way or someone's not we're not all on the same level i want it to be okay everyone's really doing the absolute most for the music and nobody's trying to outshine each other either you know there's room for all different um members the, to, thing is the living proof well living the proof yeah that, <laughs> that it can happen you can yeah be extremely good at your instrument and yet like be able to coexist in yeah. a band without anybody like outshining exactly anyone. exactly that's the big thing you know outshining other people or whatever like oh this band it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Aerosmith without Steven Tyler and Joe Perry like for Led Zeppelin you can't get rid of one of them yeah it's well, not yeah and John they, Bond died There's and no they man. said we're done yeah which is that's so respectable yeah. so respectable that's and amazing. they knew like they obviously knew the power of that you know, John Bonham held in that band and got like you said, they could play for hours. Like I heard like yeah. Moby Moby Dick's versions that last yeah, like, oh, twenty minutes. So good, one of my favorite songs by them. And with a singer like Robert Plant yeah. having such a persona you would think maybe he has too much ego, you know. No, no he no. can step aside yeah. and listen to the other ones get their shit Yeah, <laughs> exactly done for minutes and exactly. minutes. Exactly. I actually have a, a story with Robert Clinton. Okay. It's his birthday today, by yeah, the way. Yeah, happy birthday, Robert! The man! This, this, the this man is, himself! Yeah, this is not gonna go on your birthday, but we are recording this on your birthday, yeah. so that's... Happy nice. birthday. Happy birthday, Robert Please Plan. live a long time. Forever. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> please please forever. just don't die. Please don't never die. die. <laughs> yeah. He was playing a solo show in my hometown in Dijon, France. Oh. And uh, I went there, and I don't know, the audience was so respectful, but just quiet. <laughs> And in between songs, I s started shouting like, "Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, Robert Plant!" Yeah, it's Robert Plant. Yeah. He's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, Robert Plant just insulted me!" Yeah, that's the best day of my life. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> best day of my life. <laughs> I yeah, understand. I think that. I told that's that amazing. Story that's amazing, that's amazing, though. We got retail. Oh, I feel like I would do the same. He would hate me because I'm so loud and I get excited. And I think I saw Robert Plant live once um, on, a, on a festival. Wait, which one? Because I saw. It was um, Ahuese. Dude, yes, I went to that. Dude, yes, it's crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. So, like, Gary Clark Jr. killed it. Jack uh, White. So, oh, Jack it. White. I, I was actually. Uh, oh, I know. It was yeah. yeah, Jack White was amazing. It was actually his ba his bass player that got me the tickets, which I was very wow. Ooh, it was very sweet of him. No, he wow. was super sweet. So like yeah, he gave me and my friend like VIP everything. It was very <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Okay. Good, good experience. But when I saw, <laughs> but I was actually, yeah. I mean, I've seen Jack White a lot of times, and I love him. He's yeah. one of my main inspirations or whatever. But when I saw Robert Plant for the first time was that day, I lost my shit. Yeah. 
I, I just could not believe it because I remember being a kid in my dad's car yeah. listening to Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And my dad would always, when Zeppelin was done, my dad would look at me and say like, hey, this is one of the most beautiful songs in the world. And I always had this in my mind. So when I was like uh-huh. actually there, it, I, I lost I lost my shit. Same for me. It was my dad who introduced me to Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath in the first place. Yeah. Uncle yeah. had it did. Yeah. He had vinyls and stuff. So that, that was really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So... Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin. Who else consider like her role model? For uh, you? Black Sabbath, hundred yeah. percent. What about the girls? Uh, Joan Jett. Oh, I would say that. I would guess she's that. She's just such a fucking badass. Now we're tapping in the Sunset Strip history. Yeah, yes. she she just everything about even like the way she dresses, the way she presents herself, like doesn't give a fuck what anyone has to say. You know the whole story behind. Blackheart Records and so so respectable. She, I'd love to meet her one day and just thank her for you know paving the way for people like me. To mm-hmm. be quite honest, or um, you know Brittany Howard, she's phenomenal guitarist, phenomenal vocalist. I think there's one SNL performance that, dude, everyone, oh god, it is just so amazing. I'll get into that later. And then um, Chrissy Hine yeah. from the Pretenders. Nice. Love, love oh, the pretenders. Yes, the, yes, they too. did. That was so good. She is, she's too cool. I was watching so many live videos. Her voice sounds exactly like the records, and her lyrics are just hysterical and so honest. Um, she is definitely another one of my favorites. But like, Joan Jett is. Yeah. I you can't you can't get much better than than her. Like, of course, like Anna Nancy Wilson, all the all the greats and stuff like that, huh. but. But Joan was. Joan Jett, she means a lot to me too because to me she's the epitome of uh, rock and roll history. It's what I like about living here in California, especially in LA, is that you get to be on the streets where she was and all those people were back in the day. And to me, uh, it means a lot. And I'm a little sad that those days are over in in Hollywood yeah. and in LA. And that's why I guess we created the podcast yeah. in the first yeah. place. We're like, all right, a community like that used to live here. Yeah, what happened? And there's still people <laughs> trying to emulate that, 100%. trying to do, you know, music with passion and stuff. What is missing? Right. And one of our first answers was, it's missing a community. It is. And that's why we're trying to do this podcast and reach out to as much as talented people we can, them on the map, see if we can do stuff together. So what's your, uh, what do you think about the scene right now in LA? What would you like to fix about it? Oh, what is missing on your opinion? I think, I think, you know, as much as I love the strip i'm there every fucking weekend you know all that stuff it's kind of old i think well there's two ways you can go about it first with the bands that the whiskey the viper room all those sorts of people hire first the pay to play yes i get it i get it but set a bar set some type of bar for the standard of music that's going to that historic venue you know like I've seen some great, absolutely fucking incredible acts there. You know, big names, small names, everything. And then you've seen some that it it doesn't make sense. It just sucks. Yeah, it's not, you're not ready. And like performing at the whiskey is such, 
an honor to be share that exactly. same stage as you know like Zeppelin, Aerosmith, all Guns N' Roses, the everybody, doors, the, do- the fucking doors, yeah, yeah. doors, yeah, yeah. No, come on, guys. I, that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I step on a the whiskey. Doors. Is like the the day that I was backstage yeah. at the whiskey, I was like, oh my god, Jim Morrison was here. here. Motley Crue, like, yeah. I feel like it's that venue should hold its prestige a little more. I mean, the money grab. Yeah, we gotta pay the bills, but I think to to continue the legacy, we've gotta be kind of be a little more selective with who you're hiring to be on that stage. And also, someone needs to be active. I don't know if they're already doing this, but someone should go and f- like be searching for local bands Thank younger. You. Thank you. That's why we yeah. want to hear. Yeah, we've been talking about this for. A whole season. Yeah. That they don't curate anymore no. on this trip. No, they not They're just at all. filling the slots. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the problem. Yeah. Because then you got. I played at the whiskey like maybe two or three times, and every time it's an honor, like you yeah. said, because you think about all these stories. So I get to do my set, and then so we're a rock band. Yeah. And then it's a ska band. Yeah. Playing. And they could be really good. I, yeah. I don't care, but the night makes no Doesn't sense. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, just a touristy place, and people yeah. come from all over the world. They and check also, this, but there's no curation anymore. And people, since I've moved out, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I interrupt you. And also, I was what we realized um, when we decided to create the podcast. People don't go out to discover new music anymore. No, that that is it. That's, that's it. so yes. fucking sad. People yeah. don't because that's back in the days or for the past like I don't know, 15, 20 years, whatever. That's what people would do. They will. Yeah. They will be so like excited to go and chase for live music, and now people listening whatever their Spotify recommends, yes. which is so lame. And also, um, Vincent's band had a show two nights ago, yeah. right? And I was actually telling him this morning. I was very happy because when I got to Harvard and Stone, they play Harvard and Stone, and I saw. I just the first time that it it hit me. And then I saw that everybody knew each other, like and like, oh, yeah. these are my friends. Like That's I introduced so cool. you guys, and then the band that was playing before your band, Iron Point, the, his other band, the the singer's other band, Teenage Wrist, was here on a podcast, and that's how we wow. know everybody. And then my friends, and it was just beautiful to see all my friends hanging out together, like on a lot party and yeah. yellow blondes, and then and then I was like, wow, I was like this is what we're talking about. This yeah. is a community. Like we're here to support each other. We're here and starting to show exactly. Yeah. That was the first night that actually hit me in it. And then I even I think I look at you and, and Charles and I was like, oh my god, like I didn't realize that I introduced everybody and I, I love that all my friends are friends now and that's amazing. Now you said. Don't I deserve the round of applause? Yep. As you do. You do deserve it. You do, definitely. No, it's great when you start knowing more and more events. What happened is the Harvard and Stone, we were not even supposed to play, but Analog Party was supposed to play. Yeah. They couldn't do it. They called us. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And same, it was great to play with Iron Point, and and we knew Anthony, the singer, who was the drummer for Teenage Wrist, so everything starts to make sense, and it's just the beginning. I mean, we're on the long run here. Oh, we know course. it's gonna be yeah. hard, but yeah. it was it was something. I, I I was like, wow. I was like, this is something. Like everyone's here. Even the band that was supposed to play today, they didn't play, but they're here to support exactly. you. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. That's what we want to do. Have 
you know, because the problem is every time I play with my band in LA, our friends come to see us, support us, right. and then they leave when the next yeah. band is playing. That's, the worst. That's what people do, That's yeah. And yeah. and I'll do the same eventually. No, I yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the night doesn't make sense to yeah. me or anyone, and and they we need to start branding this not as my concert but like an event oh, for the community. Yes. No, ex- and the thing like how you said analog party, they couldn't play, so they called you guys. I think something that we should really be emphasizing in this music community is we're not competition to each other. We're, we need to all support each other. And like and LA, it's a lot about that. We hate yeah. that too, about competition. And yeah. Collaborate. It's, yeah, collaborate, you know, you know. In other genres of music, they understand it very well. Yeah. They do collabs because they know they're going to adding up their audiences. Their audience, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. it. That's all yeah. that matters, you know? Yeah. Well, I think... We should do that not only just to add up numbers, but yeah. also because it's cool. It gives you, uh, you know, when you're together, you're stronger. Yeah, it's a community. The, yeah, exactly. And we're not fighting each other. We're, yeah. We love the same shit. Yeah, and, and we're we, not trying to bury like you. Not if like these two. Let's we have two rock and roll bands. Sure, let's say they don't like each other. Okay, you guys not playing together. That doesn't mean you're gonna bury the other band, or they're just gonna disappear off the face of the planet. Like they're no. gonna keep going. There's, there's and, room for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And why? Why are we beefing? We have no one's done anything yet. So let's just you exactly. know, exactly. let's calm down, you know, yeah. and come up together and you know do the best we can to support each other. But my dream about the Sunset Street is that someday it's cool again. Yeah. You know what? No, yeah. Like the yeah. comment to the Make the Sunset Strip great again. <laughs> no, oh god, literally. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm not sure we should make hats. That was a joke. <laughs> it's clearly that Disclaimer. was a joke. Disclaimer. All right. But well, true. Love this conversation, Brindley. Yeah, it's Thank you. Great. So you live on, in Hollywood right now. Yeah, in the heart of this. in the heart of in the heart of Hollywood. What's your favorite place to go? Where where will you uh, meet Fernanda randomly on the weekend? Usually. The Sunset Strip. <laughs> the Sunset Strip. Where Sunset Marquee? Um, probably. Sunset Marquee, so never go there. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, usually the Sunset Marquee. I always I usually start at the whiskey. Like pre-pandemic, a lot of. Um, people that worked there became close great great friends of mine that i absolutely cherish so i loved going there and seeing them hanging out with them you know all that stuff because you knew they would be there and all that type of stuff and you could joke about the bands if you wanted to (laughs) and all that stuff and the crazy things that go on at the whiskey and then that's over you go down to the rainbow hang out see who's who's there sometimes it's absolutely dead sometimes there's people there um you really never know it's so funny because the pandemic was actually very beneficial for the rainbow because i feel like it was one of the only the spots only places, that were yeah. open because they had this big patio oh, that yeah, they had right. so the yeah, yeah yeah so i feel like it was always packed so i was i mean i was there every weekend too but yeah 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 but if, if not there i mean yeah then the marquee i mean i think the best part about being in hollywood now is people can call you up and be like we're here where are you okay we'll meet there i'll be there in 10 minutes like it's easy it's so easy to meet up and stuff and that's literally what happened you know animon called and was like we're at the marquee (laughs) okay all right oh let's go and that's sometimes i dream about the time where though they were the venues yeah those venues we talk about the whiskey and uh, 
the Troubadour. When oh, was yeah. Sunset. And those were launched by executives from labels. Yeah. So during the day, the artist will go to the studio, record their stuff, yeah. and in the night, they will play the venues, and young people will go discover new bands like that. I wish it was still like that. Same, I mean. Yeah, and they were leading Laurel Canyon. There. Yeah, I mean, that's our goal. Like, we're trying to even, like, create some events yeah. and get, like, all the bands that were here on a podcast to play together. That'd be sweet. That's the next step. That's the next That'd step. That'd be sweet. It's happening yeah, soon. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. yeah, we're working on having an event to celebrate one year of the podcast and getting yeah. everyone together. Oh, my God. That'd be... Yeah. That's a great idea. That'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Soon, we're going to be announcing yeah, yeah please meals. let's go back to brinley 10 years old discovery oh. <laughs> aerosmith on the roller coaster what's the next step to bring you to touch your first guitar um well i was 14 and i you know you're in between hobbies at that age you're trying to find out what's my after school activity <laughs> pretty <laughs> much <laughs> Um, and I was doing, I was playing like tennis and other sports and stuff and I wasn't really into it and my, and I had guitar. I had like a Hello Kitty acoustic guitar. (laughs) And, um, so I, there's always that fascination for it. And my mom, she's like, oh, I found a Groupon code for this new music school. I love that. Nice. Yeah. Let's, let's give it a try. So, and then at that point I had a Costco acoustic guitar. So I go in with my Costco acoustic guitar and my teacher is like, as, you know, he's doing the evaluation. Well, if you want to play that type of music, you're going to probably need an electric guitar. <laughs> and it's like, shit, okay. So um, I found, I had this uh, electric guitar in my, the junk closet because my sister got it for Christmas one year or something like that and didn't end up going through with it. So <laughs> found it. It was an Ion. I still have it. Um, and then I started learning on that, and then Labor Day I bought my first guitar. I uh, the Guitar Center sale was like a Fender Squire Strat, which is shocking because now I play Gibson, obviously, <laughs> of course. Uh, um, sorry guys, <laughs> but it's, it's okay. cheap. Both brands exist. Yeah, they, they exist. We're we're play good. Fenders. Yes, there's no there's no competition. It's just friendly competition all in all. <laughs> um, but yeah, and. Uh, like the same month that I started my guitar lessons is when I saw Aerosmith and Slash so I was like uh, incredibly inspired you know ready to do this and then I'd say four or five months into playing guitar my best friend and I at the time we started a band because we wanted to meet Steven Tyler and Joe Perry so that was a goal that was fucking insane goal but yes like, that let's was... make a band so we can meet our idols yes <laughs> Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, dead ass. That was the goal. We didn't know who was playing what. We went. We would go to our local recording studios, which are maybe three in like the area we grew up in, and we're like, "All right, we're ready to record." And they're like, "What's the song?" And we're like, "Oh, we oh. don't know." <laughs> oh, you need a song. Yeah, we're like, "Oh, you need a song," and we're like, "We don't even know who's singing at this point." So. So we're like, oh shit, maybe we should figure that out. We're like, wrote some shitty songs and all that type of stuff. And then, you know, I was we were doing like in the in and out of the studio as like when we were in high school, which is super extremely fortunate to have the opportunity to be in a recording studio at such a young age. 
um, made a terrible record, <laughs> which you cannot find anymore. Don't look for it. <laughs> she burned it. It's gone. It's gone. I have physical copies if somewhere. Has a hint, how so to funny. It's you over. <laughs> you don't want to find it. But um, yeah, we did. We did. Was that for your Ben seventy nine already? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh that's, yeah. That's, that's when it started. That's when it started. Yeah, and we that was the Aerosmith band, and we started that, and um. Obviously, we started the band in Florida, and then I moved to California for college. Singer moved to Nashville, and then to Colorado, and then the drummer stayed in Florida. And the bass player, we were looking for new members because it was the singer and I kind of doing everything. So we were trying to find members in California, and then we we went. She moved here too. uh, No, no, she never moved to Nashville. That's kind of where the problem. Yeah. So. Um, You're flying all the time? Flying all the time. Wow. Yeah. Like the band was here in, in California more. I was, because I was putting together instrumentals. So we would just send demos back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You don't sing? No, not at all. <laughs> I wish. That'd be really convenient if I could, but uh, I was not I mean, given Jim that. I mean, started not singing. True. I mean, true, but I just, I don't know. I feel like with the, with, how I see myself in the future is just being a guitarist and not playing into the singing thing. Because, I mean, I singing, obviously, it's an incredible gift that, you know, not a lot of people are fortunate enough to have. But it it is more feminine than masculine. And I kind of want to break these stereotypes a little more. Like, you can be a guitar player without being a singer. You can be a, a female bass player, a female keyboardist, drummer, whatever it have you, without singing, without doing something else. Like you can just be great at your fucking instrument, <laughs> and and that's enough. Yeah, you're right. No, I never thought about that. That every guitar player that is a girl is normally singing. usually is. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no like guitar hero type of. Yeah. There's a girl that just does, does guitar. the guitar. And yeah. I've never thought about that either. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I've well, always... Here you are. Here I... I mean, fuck, guys. Help me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing it. You're already doing it. It's yeah. awesome. Doing, doing yeah. my best. But yeah. yeah, that's kind of why I've always stared clear of singing. But it would be nice to have some tools if I'm thinking of like a melody for a vocal melody. I could actually get it out without having to... You know, sound like a, a dying animal. <laughs> so that's that. But yeah, in and out of that band, and then I was in another band, and then I was in a punk band for a couple years, and then like, yeah, March, March of this year is when seventy nine disbanded. It was like, okay, we're all in different areas of the United States. We need to. This is like, I actually was like my engineer that sat me down. I was like you should really think about this because I think you could probably be spending your time a lot better and, you know, be making a lot step, a Especially lot more being steps. in LA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, stop waiting on people pretty much. And to, you know, so after that, that was like a really crazy conversation because we just spent two weeks together in the studio, like photo shoots, video shoots, interviews, all this and then I have this convert, this life-changing oh, conversation, wow. and I'm like, "It's the it's the cold hard truth. I needed to be served. Like mm. I needed someone that I really really respected, and this like Nate is one of my greatest friends to say this. And then you know, and then I talked to the bass player because he, him, and I are the only ones in 
California. And we're like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like, it was great, but... And we don't have to completely throw it in the garbage. Like, <laughs> if something comes back in time, cool. But, yeah. you know, we've got to... We've got to start something else that's located here, everybody, mm. and and it made more sense. And yeah, totally, yeah. So it's heartbreaking, but it's yeah, necessary. it's it is. And you know, when you've been playing with the same person, I mean, the singer and I were had been in this together for like seven, eight years. You kind of don't realize that you could be, you know pushing the boundaries a little more, creating different styles and different types of music and different sounds that may not have fit the other person's, mm. you know, comfort zone or whatever. It's just pushing yourself, working with different people, finding what's right, something that might click even better. Like when you're so used to being in a situation or not even a situation, just being working with somebody for so long that it hasn't even paid off yet, you need to branch out mm. and try other stuff with different people completely. So, so you have a new band. Yes. Can <laughs> yeah. You tell us about this. I can tell you a little bit about it. October is when we're supposed to, you know, make the whole, the whole announcement. Shebang. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 It's called Vonin. So. Oh. Vonin. V O N A N. It took us a long time to come to that. <laughs> um, and of course, it's the bass player and I from the my our previous band and then two new people that i was super new excited. singer and new drummer new singer and new drummer yeah cool. super super excited to work with them and then did you start recording songs and stuff started well so the whole thing is the band was kind of created because we have i was contacted by a brand to kind of create a house band to have a residency at this place so you know it's of course it's going to be all original music it's going to be an actual band but we it was just created out of the fact of you know we have to get this i have to put something together for this project pretty much that's cool yeah so so yeah we'll be gigging pretty pretty soon which is super exciting and that's i nice. can't wait um of course with covid so, i'm kind of confused i don't know i don't know a residency I know. That's what yeah we know so far that's what we know a residency uh-huh. we know residency it's johan and i my bass player his name's johan he's he's the fucking best residency the band name's von in four piece and resident and yeah i don't know whatever fuck last one i didn't say classic rock yeah yeah classic rock bluesy it goes all over the place honestly like you definitely hear the influences throughout the catalog i i really like to make sure not two songs sound the same for sure or you can't mistake them you know sometimes you go to a show and you're like didn't they just play that fucking song (laughs) you know so i'm really trying to hope make sure that's not gonna happen um, so yeah, we kind of go all over the place, but it's rooted in the same foundations of like hard rock, blues, a little bit of like Black Sabbath, heavy metal style. Cool. That side of heavy metal, not the other Love side. That. Yeah. Love that. So it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be fun. Stay tuned. Oh, we everybody. can't. We can't wait to check that out. And yeah, it's know gonna more be fun. It. We'll be there at the residency. Yes, we'll definitely, we'll definitely be there, and yeah, it'll be fun. Fun as fuck. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yes. All right. All right. 14 years old, starting 79 with your friend, <laughs> yeah. and moving to college to study what? 
Communications. 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 You you thought that will help your career, right? As yeah. A musician, yeah. I I did minor in music for a bit, and then it was a classical program, a super rigid classical program, and I was like, after doing that for a year, I got what I needed to know. I got. I mean, I already knew music theory, but now I'm like doing notation, reading, sight reading, mm. like fucking scoring, all that type of stuff, weird inversions, <laughs> all that great stuff, and then. You know, of course, playing you know classical guitar, and that just, it simply wasn't for me because you also have to grow out your nails. For that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just it wasn't gonna work with the doing that type of music. And then it just wasn't. But there's certainly some you know crossover. Crossover, yeah. I guess, because classical music, uh, you can hear it a lot in yeah in hard rock music, totally, especially in leads and stuff. So there's cross-pollination, I guess. 100%. <laughs> Between... Uh, All genres. Yeah. There's some kind of influence in each, but I mean, yeah, I, I took what I needed out of those things, and then I studied communications because um, I felt like that would just benefit me on the business side of, you know, the music industry, and I think communication and just communi communicative skills are so important in like this industry of networking the way you present yourself you present your ideas keeping in contact you know reading nonverbal cues all of this type of things you know just to try uh get the desired outcome just knowing these sorts of things and you know of course with being in bands and stuff you have you're gonna be interviewed you're gonna be talking to people a lot so you gotta make sure you're able to you know execute the things that you'd like to say in the best way possible i guess so yeah that's communication yeah, it makes sense because uh in um in nowadays you need to be very active on social networks and present yourself yeah. in this way and that's something that you do extremely well oh thank you <laughs> because you have uh, an instagram account with yeah lots of followers It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> when when did you just start posting the the videos? By the way, it was a during yeah. quarantine. Yeah, December. Oh wow. December 2020. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's it. That's it. December 2020. Grew your account like this somehow in, in six months. Yeah, I'm. It's fucking insane. Wow. I mean, I noticed. I I used to do the guitar videos, not reels, just you know the standard videos and I noticed it wasn't they weren't performing as well as they used to and of course this is when TikTok was introduced and short form content and all that type of stuff so I said to myself all right December we're gonna try this for a month we're gonna try reels see like I'm gonna try and do five days a week um of course sometimes I wasn't able to achieve that because life happens <laughs> yeah. but I was trying to be as consistent as possible and I was fucking floored by the results i was like shit okay reels this is the way to go this is what i need to do um so i continued on with that and then by january i hit 10k which was wow. insane because i had like two or three in december so just that fast i'd never seen something like that in my life it's amazing yeah so i was super fortunate to have been favored by the algorithm <laughs> but because sometimes it really it really doesn't like it, it, you never know what the algorithm sometimes you can it will give you literally shit. So the coolest thing that we were talking about earlier is that she i'm sure you also have like a younger 
like following because they identify with you like you know, you're yeah. cool and you're <laughs> talented and they're like oh this girl is badass because some kids like they never maybe their parents never listened to rock so yeah. they found out for you so I feel like this is She's really insane. cool because somehow you passing that legacy to this new generation or this new like, yeah. bands which is really insane. dope I, I think my favorite comments or dms are when people especially women will be like i picked up the guitar because of you or like you really you know inspired me to continue on or to give this a try like i couldn't ask for anything more than that that's just fucking insane i mean like we were talking about with these strictly female guitarists we don't have a ton Mm -hmm. so the more people getting on this, the better. I'm all for it. I I would love to see just more women in bands, you know, all that type of good stuff, breaking the stereotypes and such. And if I can help in any any possible way, you know. I have the feeling, not in the hard rock scene, but like in the indie scene, yeah. like more and more girls are. Oh, for sure. Doing stuff. Yeah. And playing the guitar and totally. doing bands, but you're right in the heavier rock. It needs to yeah. to get some change too. Yeah. And uh, that's great that you're. Thank you. You're doing this. Maybe you'll have your statue at the rainbow someday. <laughs> That'd be fucking. <laughs> I would love that. I I I mean I, especially going to the rainbow under twenty one. I've paid my dues around there. You know, <laughs> I have paid my dues. I've been escorted to tables. Who's not twenty one around here? Raise your hand. Right, shit. Okay. Like you kind of get dehumanized there a little bit. You know, just not if you're not twenty one. So I I'd love to go back and be like yeah. I actually did something. I don't. I don't know where I'm going with that. But um, <laughs> that's, we get it. We get it. Yeah. We got the point. Hopefully, everyone got that. <laughs> yeah. We'll get it to your statue. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Give us yeah. a few decades. Yeah. Give it. Give us a. Give us a few fucking decades, please. <laughs> Who knows what, what will come up if the rainbow's still there? Yes, please. Yeah. Hopefully, it should be. So, talking about uh, your Instagram account, I. Notice that you are now endorsed with amazing brands like Gibson, for example. Did that come through your account or? Yeah, it kind of funny how that happened. So January, this uh, absolutely fantastic guitar store in the UK called 6060 Sounds. Check them out. They're great. Um, They DM me on Instagram and they're like, oh, you know, the owner, his name is Yan. He's like, oh, like, I'd love to get on a call with you, whatever, see what's going on. He's like, oh, are you, do you work with Gibson or Marshall or any of that? I was like, no, I don't. I mean, I'd love to work with Gibson. That's been my lifelong dream. (laughs) Um, And he's like, oh, well, let me put you in a group chat with, uh, you know, the head of artist relations. I was like, fuck, okay. Uh, Like, are you sure? Are you sure? Because this is our first phone call. And after, you know, shooting the breeze for a a little bit, he's like, let me just put you in a group chat. Let's let's see what what we can do. And, you know, one thing led to another. I did a little Zoom call with them, my rep reps now. Um, And they're like, yeah, if you want to, if you want to, like, you know, start working with us, come to the showroom, blah, 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 all this type of stuff. And to me, that was just you know the the dream come true you know being recognized by this company that i've 
you know, just looked up to all the players and everything about, you know, the instruments, the production, all that stuff. Um, I wouldn't be where I am or who I am without Gibson guitars, like, which sounds kind of stupid, but, you know, that's how it is. So being able to go to the showroom every week, shoot content, you know, hang around every week. week. Is that where you shoot your content? Oh, yeah, wow. I shoot like the let's talk about it videos there because I don't have enough guitars, so I just use what they have there. And sometimes they have like gems. Right? Yeah, and they have like those crazy guitars that belong to amazing performers. Yes, yeah. And you get to play on that. Yeah, oh it's insane. It's literally, and you know, it's great because they get excited about you. They're like, I know what you're shooting this week, and they'll give it to me. And they're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll do that. Whatever. What's your the favorite guitar you played on? The Tony Iommi signature. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, signed by Tony Iommi and everything. Like, oh literally, the, I was t- we were talking about it. I was there yesterday, and they're like, "You were geeking over that guitar for a while because they sent it out. He needed it for something." So, um, I was really sad to see it go, but <laughs> <laughs> but just uh, that Reality was. Check. It's not your guitar. It's not my guitar. <laughs> it is it is Tony Iommi's guitar, and you know what? He he deserves it that guy, that guy <laughs> fucking deserves it but that that one was literally insane or there's a a joe perry gold rush like his latest signature and we did at first we didn't know if they had a, a joe perry signature there and then they saw i saw it like a box in the the back room and it said aerosmith i was like what's that but <laughs> so we opened it it's the gold rush signed by everyone from aerosmith wow yeah so we were like oh crazy and yeah those are that was a crazy one as well or there's a slash double neck there as well that's it's huge it's literally fucking huge but i i'd never seen like a double neck a gibson double neck in person so it was crazy to see that as well um they've got everything under the sun so definitely recommend checking it out (laughs) soon hopefully i'm hoping to have a show there at some point oh that would be awesome yeah that'd be a lot of fun so hopefully it's in hollywood yeah it's yeah it's in hollywood i was gonna give away i was like i shouldn't give away the exact location (laughs) i was like yeah it's right no (laughs) it's secret guys yeah i should not say where it is but yes it is in hollywood that is correct (laughs) everything is in hollywood yep sorry Yeah, we love and we hate Hollywood. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like LA in general. Yeah, it's amazing. Love and hate. I know. I always say that I have a love and hate relationship with LA. It's a monster city. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much history for people like us, and I think we all came here with a dream. And yeah, you are uh, really um, embracing that dream, and I I think you're gonna go very far. (laughs) Thank you. Talent, your music, and. uh, can't wait to listen to your new stuff. <laughs> yeah, really. it's going to be... That's what I want to do. I mean, Reels is cool, and I'll continue doing it because I wouldn't be where I am without it, 100%. You can contemplate a career thanks to that, I guess. Yeah, right? oh, totally. It's your first totally. step in the, really in the industry. Yeah, yeah. like and you know, making connections. Yes, that. yeah, t- completely the first step. And, you know, I wouldn't... Again, I would not be here without... Uh, you know doing those instagram videos but of course at the end of the day i i don't want to be known as an instagram guitar player <laughs> i i kind of like to be known for it, my band or you know whatever music i end up writing with them in the future and you know being on tour and stuff like that but i think this 
This is a great, great There's seven stone. There's nothing to be ashamed about because what <laughs> works, works. I mean, yeah, music, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. it's a whole new industry right now, the way totally. people listen to music and with, with all the streaming platforms and stuff, mm -hmm. the whole industry has shifted. Mm -hmm. So it's good that you found your way in there. Yeah. And you Thank do you. it very cleverly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Because you're totally. giving up knowledge. Yeah. People, uh, when you talk about those guitars, yeah. When you show your, you know, passion for any riff or bridge for yeah. a song that is a uh, forty years plus old, yeah. that's totally cool. You're sharing and you're giving new facts to a, a wider audience. So. Thank you. And <laughs> also, Fernanda mentioned that when we were prepping this, and she, I think she's right, you're very good with your style also. Oh, <laughs> thank you, yeah. yeah. So she, she, sometimes we remember that I'm a stylist. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, like, yeah, I love music, but... <laughs> on a side note. On a side note, I'm a stylist, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you have dope style. Thank you. Where thank where you. do you get your style references from? It's just you? It's just, Joe Barry again. Just, I'm, yes. I saw that yeah. suit that you wore the that's amazing. One. Yeah, Joe, fucking Joe Perry, Jimmy Page, fucking Slash for like casual stuff, you know, all of these. Tony Iommi, like, I really do. I remember looking up pictures of them. And being like, oh, I need a long black jacket. Okay. Oh, I need some more, you know, vintage T-shirts. Okay, got it. Oh, I need boot. I need leather boots with the heel and like some some like a chain or whatever to put on, like a belt with conches or something to put on top of it. I hundred percent look to them for yeah, style but you expression. do it very well because I feel like some people they are like, oh, I need this, I need that, and they get the pieces that make sense yeah. but they still don't know what they're doing yeah no, yeah you have dope style thank you very badass you're, you're not sponsored for your clothes i wish i not i yet. Not, yet. Not, not yet i mean at least like my dream for if i if i did a, a tour to like a big one you know i'm not talking we're in a van you know i don't think i would not get custom clothes for yeah, that yeah. but you know if i'm making money at some point i have the funds to do it like making custom like suits and stuff for mm -hmm. stage that's like I, I, again kind of stole that from jimmy page this the matching jacket with the matching pants like it just it's classic it looks good whatever making cool stuff like that for stage pieces and stuff i mean literally i just was fortunate enough to work with um again 6060 sounds put me in contact with this incredible artist um his name is, well he goes by exhibit you uh 69 but we made this custom marshall cab and like the front of it's painted it's so cool and the size and so i'm really about custom so you, pieces <laughs> you're a designer too a little bit i mean i really take pride in how i present myself and i kind of like to have pieces that people look and go oh what the fuck is that or mm. where'd you how did you find that where'd you get that whatever things that aren't I usual as an artist i feel like in general it's very, it's very important how you present yourself totally also. totally so yeah i mean having a custom fucking cab on stage is gonna be It's, it's so I can't wait for it to get, get here. It's just it looks unreal. They killed it. So, yeah. Nice. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even for your graduation picture, I saw on yeah. your Instagram you were rocking those boots. Yeah. Always. <laughs> always. Those are amazing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You gotta. You know. 
it's got to flow through everything. It's not, oh, well, now I'm doing a little, like, a graduation photo. I should go a little, I should, you know, look a little more normal. No, I'm going to no. do my form, my form of normal. I love that. I so, love that. It's me. Dylan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I got the degree, so that's <laughs> it. you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, this, well, this has been fun. Yeah. Very fun. It's, it's been great. Amazing. Thank you so much for having no, me, you guys. This is amazing. To get to know your, your like more about you, <laughs> all about your music. Someone should interview you guys. What? That'd be really cool. <laughs> you guys would be up for it. Flip it. Of maybe opposite maybe, day. Maybe she should come. Here I would totally do that. She, it's gonna be our guest interview. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I would do that. You guys, you let me know, and I'll That's be there. Hilarious. Right, let's do it. That's I'm up so for funny. it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we always end the show with a song. Um, oh lord. You can, you can. I don't know if you wanna like play one of your solos or if you want like play your 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 past bands one of the songs whatever whatever it's in your you mind choose you choose whatever you want the listeners to listen to yeah, it's gonna be a surprise everybody <laughs> uh <laughs> okay it's okay we have we have a i mean the second season and we have a it's only we have a couple weeks until we i'll get it to you today i'll get to i just gotta look through and weeks. make sure it's good Oh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta so really. So it's a surprise. Do you surprise. Do something special for us, or are you gonna give yeah. us? Yeah. Okay. I'll do something special. Oh, for you. I like oh. that. Yeah. I feel special now. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, let's um, end this podcast because now I can't wait to discover the surprise. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I can't wait to interview you guys next time. <laughs> I can't wait for that. We're doing this. We're yeah. Doing this. 100%. 100%. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Set very soon. Thank you, and now, surprise. surprise. Yeah, all right. Cheers, everybody. Us in the
Thank you.